Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to College Football Tailgates. Today is June 9th, 2021. We're back for our June show. I'm your host, Will Chambers. With me, as always, Tyler Walgie. Hello, mate. Tyler's sitting in the uh, producer chair today on the ones and twos. On the ones and twos, eh? No producer Smitty uh, for today's show. Some scheduling conflicts. And uh, so shout out Smitty. We know he's listening. You think I could fill the shoes in the producer seat? It's a, I mean, these are big shoes to fill. So what size shoes got big do you feet. think he wears? Oh, I mean, he's, he's got to like, be 12. No, I think he's like 10 and a half. No, he's I, like, I'm a 10 and a half. And he's, and he's like, no, isn't Smitty taller than me? No, he's like, he's like as what? I don't. I don't have our official combine stats yet, so I don't know if he's. That's right. What the well, official height is. Here's so. what I'll say: is that uh, so we all grew up together. Yes. Smitty was like way bigger and taller and stronger than us when we were like in middle school. But I don't know about taller. But I think well, I he, for me he was. Yeah, but and you, so I did, had this mental you, complex of where Smitty is always bigger than me. But then I did hit a spurt. <laughs> he might be like the same height as me, or maybe an inch shorter. Um, Will I, does that. Will lets a lot of things from his past just still just yeah, sit look, around. I'm working boil. things out. You know, yeah. I'm working things out. <laughs> Me and my therapist have a lot of, you know, we have a lot of stuff. It's it's busy work. Well, you know, the best thing to do with that kind of, you know, personal stuff, just shove it deep down and we'll, we'll deal with it later. It's the That's Irish what I way. do. That's yeah. how I've been doing it my <laughs> exactly. whole life. Um, yeah. Well, shout out Smitty. Uh, he'll be back before you know it. Yeah, he'll be back. I'm sure he'll be back for next show. Yes. Uh, and that means, you know, we promised on the last episode that we would have we were going to do our combine, have all of our official stuff. We weren't able to get that done, but we have not forgotten about it, so don't worry. Stay tuned. Uh, we are going to have our official college football tailgate combine yeah, the here combine soon enough. The combine will happen. I'm excited for it. But but here's the question, and you can't lie. You have to be honest. I always do. Have you done any training? No, <laughs> not <none> whatsoever. <laughs> me neither, right? I have thought about it. There have been like moments where I've been like, you know, I should probably like run a sprint you know, to just like really get my 40, t- my 40 time dialed in. <sighs> Zero training. Dude. I get I barely winded. even been working out. I get winded, skipping stairs, running yeah. up from the basement to upstairs. Well, that's like, training. By the time I get up, <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> I guess that's kind of training. Running yeah. stairs? Come on. How, how you been, though? How's your off-season? Right? It's 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 weird in the it off-season. No football. We're obviously, you know, come football season, our whole lives change. It's weird. Yeah. Like everything gets structured around, these, uh, around Saturdays. So what are you doing these days? So, yeah. uh, you know, I'm living life. Look, things are good. Things are wild right now. You know... You said it. It is the off season. We are getting closer. We only have like eighty some odd days until college football starts. And thank God, this whole COVID stuff's going to be behind us. I know by the time full stadiums. It's yeah. going to be amazing, except for maybe in like California. Who knows? <laughs> right. that, that's a bunch of bullshit anyway. But uh, but you know, no football. We have other sports, so that's been like uh, you know, for me personally, it's like during the off season with college football. It's really about like what sports can I latch on to that satisfy. So what have you? My been la- what have you latched to? Oh uh, well, NBA. You know. Uh, most listeners know that uh, listen to the show frequently. We're from Denver, so yeah. we're big Nuggets fans. I've been watching the Nuggets playoff run. Uh, I've been watching the Colorado Avalanche. I've been watching soccer, golf, you know, whatever I can get my hands on, basically, except for base. I'm just not a baseball guy. Right. Can't do it. But uh, I don't blame you. It's hysterical. More people in the, if you look at ratings, more people age, you know, 24 to 45 or so, which is what a lot of the TV stations go for. Yeah. Most of those, most of the people in that age range would rather pay to watch a UFC fight than watch a Major League Baseball playoff for game free. for free. Yeah, yeah, for sure, it's, it's crazy. It's to boomer see. sports, yeah, it's, it, like that's what <laughs> it, is. it is. It's America's greatest pastime. From when you know you'd wear like ridiculous flat caps and you know and ride a horse to to work. <laughs> the flat cap, but the flat cap is back. The flat bill, right? Is that what you mean? No, no I mean the flat cap, like you know what Bryson DeChambeau wears in the golf course. Oh, That's a flat cap. Yeah, it's like That's you're either a douchebag or like a weird guy who's really into like bikes or. You're from like the early 20th century. Yeah, or you're Scottish. Don't Scottish. Yeah, I don't even know if modern Scots do that anymore. I think that what you're picturing when you think of a Scottish person is just someone from like 1915. Yeah, I think I'm generalizing. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know. If there's any Scots out there listening, please. Any uh, Scots? Yeah, let us know. Contact the show. Hey, do you want to let everyone know the new way to contact the show? Yes. If they want to reach in? Good reminder. Okay, so we have a new email. Don't reach in anywhere. I don't know what you're going to feel if you're reaching in. Yeah, don't take anything if you reach in. Uh, we have a new mailbag email, right? So if you're a listener, you have questions for us. You want to, you want us to talk about a topic. You want to scream at us and tell us we suck. Yes, this is I'm how sure you do it. There's gonna be a lot of that. Yeah. So it's tailgate at woosmedia.com. Obviously, College Ball Tailgate is part of the Woos Media Podcast Network. If you need a little spelling on that, it's w o o z e media.com. So once again, it's tailgate 
at woosmedia.com. You can reach out to us that way. You can always re- reach out to us on our Twitter account too, CFB underscore pod. But you know, this is better for if you have uh, listener questions you want us to bring up on the next show, things like I that. I feel like we're going to get a lot of people yelling at you and agreeing with me. Because let's face it, I'm a man of the people. Mm. I speak for the people. Mm. Right, it's like uh, what was the old uh, Doctor Seuss Lorax? I speak for the trees. Yeah, wasn't that like a thing? You are a man of the people. That's what I do. I speak for the people. You're a man of the people because I'm an elitist. That's what it is. <laughs> I only cater you to are. like the finest of people because that's what I am. Yeah. I'm on the top shelf. I can't, you know, I can't be bored with all your you pe- your peasant bullshit. You know, I-, I learned that last year when we did our movie review, and you're mm. given Minority Report like a three point. Well, you know, look, I've been... I learned that day how elitist you can really be, you goddamn elitist. I'm just friends with, you know, I'm really close with guys like Scorsese and, uh, you know, and all these, like, fine directors, Mm -hmm. so those things are just a little below me, unfortunately. But, uh, you know what? It's funny. You bring up movies. Uh, One of my favorite movies that I watched just last week was Independence Day. Oh, I love that. Right, Will I Smith. You, I, I've been Aliens. watching movies too. You're going to be glad with my movie watching. Oh, this okay, season. that's good. Yeah, because you got but a lot Independence Day is fantastic. It's a, it's a classic, and yeah. it's not because it's some monumental great film. It's just a great movie, right? It's mm-hmm. entertaining. But aliens are like a thing. They're happening. So since... What do you mean they're a thing they're happening? Since we've recorded last month in May... Uh, I don't. Did you not see the sixty minutes report where they had like a like a an ex that there we go. Yes, we, they had like an ex Pentagon guy and a couple ex military uh, Navy pilots. Uh, a bunch of UFO footage has been leaked from the military. That's been uh, the Pentagon has has come out and said it's real footage, like it's not fake footage. Footage at least. of what? UFOs that we don't know. Uh, uh, unidentified flying objects. Right, these things are flying. Sometimes they're like going in, under the water. Um, it's been really hip in the news, and so aliens are back. Uh, just like Texas is always back, but this aliens time they're are, really aliens back. Aliens are so hot right Aliens now. are back. They're in, and I think... Do you want to know why that's all so stupid? Yeah, tell me. If aliens traveled across the galaxy, mm. first of all, the idea that aliens can find us, we are a speck, uh, like Earth, right, within the Milky Way galaxy, yeah. within the universe, is a speck of dust in Las Vegas, right? right? So to find us is one entire thing. To do it going undetected is another. Well, they're not undetected now. They're on well, video. Well, that's my point. To, to get in the atmosphere undetected. Mm. Now they're moving around, suddenly being caught on camera in these weird in these weird spots. I think it's the biggest bullshit in the world. We're seeing things mm. we want to explain, but it's, it's like, it's like these haunted uh, 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 hotels and buildings. You ever notice every single haunted hotel and buildings, it was built in like the 1700s. It's like, oh, it's a little creaky at night. I wonder why. That's there, a there's good never point. brand new buildings that are haunted or at least built in the last like 100 years. Same thing. The aliens came here. They're on Earth. They're flying around. They don't want to be seen. They've traveled across mm. the galaxy and some guy in Utah got him on, his, on a Polaroid. Well, look, I'll give you, I think your your ghost commentary is like spot on. I've always thought that about like haunted buildings. And look, right, right. I want to believe in ghosts. I, I've just never experienced anything. That's something I've always wanted to experience. But the thing I, that I never got about like ghosts is like, why is it always like some woman who like, you know, killed herself in like the late 1800s and like, like, wouldn't there be a bunch of like cavemen ghosts around, right? <laughs> that, even, that have been dead and or roaming. Or even recent ghosts. Yeah. Like, yeah it's always exactly. like one specific time in it's history. It's like Oklahoma, but it's never like a Native American ghost, right? <laughs> like all, like a bunch of them died way before white people showed up, right? Yeah, so I'm with you on that. However, the alien stuff, look, I'm willing to, uh, to accept all things on this, right? Like I think that it could be, it could, maybe it, it actually is some sort of alien, but I also think that you're right to be like, this is fishy because yeah. I think this is setting up some kind of like great alien false flag attack where they come down and they attack, you know, something, <laughs> a boat or a city or some shit. And really it's just like the, the Chinese or the Russians or it's the U.S. government or something, but it'll probably end up being like a big uniting thing for like Earth and we can all get over our bullshit and we can team up to fight the aliens just now like Independence that's Day. That's a movie idea. Yes, just that's like Independence Day. Movie I mean, idea. that's Independence Day. We just came up with Independence Day. <laughs> that's, uh, that's cheating. <laughs> you know what I watched last week? Yeah. Being John Malkovich. Oh, I've actually never seen that one. Oh, dude. I like John Malkovich. It's so, good actor. It's so good. So it's so help good. Help me understand because I've only seen clips. Yes. Like, is it one of those kind of like weird... Uh, plots where it's like he's John Malkovich, the actor, 
but the movie is about him, but it's still like fiction. Yeah, he plays himself. John Malkovich plays himself, uh-huh. but kind of a different version of himself. Okay. And yeah, the idea is that John Cusack, uh, I won't ruin anything, but John, in spoiler alert, tiny spoiler alert for anyone who's seen it, but he gets hired at a new, at a new company. It's uh, I forget who made the movie, but he's notorious for making these really bizarre movies. Yeah. So it's a really weird movie. It's like on the, on the seven and a half floor and he fi- uh, John Cusack finds a portal, uh, a portal to into the mind of John Malkovich, and it mm. actually all like I know it sounds kind of weird, but it all ends up coming like back and making sense. And it's a fantastic movie the way they do it and the whole thing. Spike it's, Jones is the name of the yes, guy who, who yes. directed the movie. But but anyway, so um, okay, interesting. I'll add that to the list of movies I need to see. Um, yeah, it was really good. So though. you've been watching movies. I've been watching, watching sports, movies. and then here's another thing that happened since I last saw you. I went to Dallas, saw some family, and when I was there, uh, cool thing that I hadn't done before, I went to Dealey Plaza, uh, and I saw the exact spot where John Kennedy got Abe Lincoln in the back of the head. Oh, wow. Um, it is it is a trip. If you haven't uh, if you haven't done it before... So, like the grassy knoll, you were up there? Yeah, and... yeah I, I was standing in the grassy knoll spot. Did you go stand with a black umbrella with the men? The umbrella where, man. Yes. Did you go stand uh, where he stood? I, I wasn't entirely sure where the umbrella man stood, because I think he was on the other side of the street. But look, it is a trip to go there because outside, like the the area that was the grassy knoll is the only area that's like changed. They've built like this thing there. It's kind of like some like kind of like a monument thing, and there's like a parking lot there now because the book depository building is like a museum now, right? Um, so that's the only area that's changed. Everything else looks exactly how it looks in like the Zapruder film, right? So it's crazy because you stand there and like it's one thing to go and be like, oh, I went to Gettysburg, this great battlefield or, or whatever and there's uh, no doubt that's still historically significant and i'm sure fantastic to visit but what's crazy about the kennedy assassination spot is that on the street the two places where he got shot in the neck and then in the head there's an x they, they mark an x on the street at the exact moment that his head got that's blown off so weird and so it's like for something so specific it's not just like oh i went to the battlefield where a bunch of people died like right there is you can like go and stand on the spot where kennedy like where his life ended right when the bullet went through his brain right and uh and so i we didn't go up into the book depository building uh museum i think it was closed uh at the time but like you can apparently go up there and on the sixth floor where lee harvey oswald allegedly yeah. uh shot him from allegedly allegedly uh, they have like uh, a Patsy. They have like a mock rifle set up in the spot, so you can like literally see exactly. What the f- yeah, that's I'm sure it's like weird. not loaded. It's a little morbid. No, but, but still, like, you can. Uh, hey, cool. you want to pretend like you're? No, it's really cool. I, it, and it's it, it's wild to see. I love stuff like that. That sounds really neat. Yeah. I, it's just I didn't. Uh, I wouldn't have thought they would have that. Set yeah, up. it's a little strange. Yeah. It's crazy. But, At least that's uh, what I've heard. I didn't go up there, but that's everyone's really told cool, me that, that, that you can do that. And like, you know, they have some plaques and stuff. Um, I love seeing historical him. stuff like that, you know? Absolutely. It's, you always feel weird. I, I even went to, uh, I went on a field trip in like eighth grade to Washington, D.C. and saw all these different sites, like battle sites. Yeah. And, and that, you know, even back then as a kid, it's really cool seeing that historical stuff. But sure. Have you ever seen... Eleven twenty two sixty three. I've heard about this. No, oh, but dude, I, it was it's like so a Hulu good. show. It's a it's like a historical fiction, right? It's yes. like stopping the, the assassination. Oh, right? definitely. No, it's it's a true story. It's a time traveling true story. Oh, well, yeah. of course. <laughs> no, it, it happened. James Franco, uh, yeah, plays a, a guy who goes back in time and tries to stop the assassination. But it's really good. It's an eight episode series on okay. Hulu. It's called Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three. I highly recommend it. It's okay. really good. Yeah, I'll check it out because I find that Kennedy assassination stuff. Super fascinating. Yeah. From, historically, from a conspiratorial standpoint, you know, we were talking alien stuff. You and I can go all day about that stuff. I love conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. I think they're hilarious and sometimes interesting. And sometimes I feel like they're real. Sometimes I think they're crazy. But it's it's really wild. So if if you're ever in Dallas, like I highly recommend you go and check it out because everything looks exactly like it was. And my sister and I went and I parked the car or she parked the car. And when we drove away, like we drove right down the lane, right where <laughs> like you like you can literally drive there. It's, so it's a very crazy. eerie feeling. Yeah, so that was cool. cool. That's very cool. Uh, but we are going to talk some college football. Yeah. Uh, we did our little our, our little thing. Uh, there is some college football news, believe it or not. It's the off season. We have some things to talk about. And the biggest thing this just came out yesterday. Uh, the committee, the college football playoff committee, is uh, going to. 
uh, do a report or a report is forthcoming on the college football playoff size. And according to Pete Thamel of Yahoo Sports, shout out to Pete Thamel. He's a homie. Uh, the most likely scenario is that the playoff is going to expand to 12 teams. Wow. Um, which, yes, yes. 12 teams, that's perfect. I will look. You and I, obviously, we've discussed it a bunch. Uh, you and Smitty and I, when we've talked about this, we I think a lot, of, most people were like, eight is perfect. But the format no, that they no. are that, that they're putting forth with twelve is kind of awesome because the way the first it works, four get a buy, right? Yes, and so the, the the power five, the conference winners all get an automatic bid. the The highest ranked group of five team gets an automatic bid. Oh, I love that! And then there are six at large bids. Right. So does the does the group of five automatically get the number five seed, or do they just get in? I don't know. Okay. I don't know how that works. If they would get the six seed, or just or it might just go off of what their their playoff ranking is. That's at what that it point. Sh- it should be that they shouldn't get the automatic right. five seed. It and you have be, to uh, imagine that like the, there's almost always going to be a a group of five team in the top twelve, right? They're almost all in right, last right. since the playoff. Uh, rankings have come out there has been historically the majority of the time and so the way they do it is like you said one through four get a buy so the the teams that would originally be just the playoff they all get a buy and then five six seven eight host uh nine ten eleven twelve right like a playoff bracket style and so what i did is i went back and i looked at how this would have broken down in last year's scenario the matchups we would have had right so obviously bama was one uh uh, Clemson was two, Ohio State was three, Notre Dame was four, and those would have been your bye teams. Then what we would have had is we would have had in the 8-9 game, we would have had Cincinnati versus Georgia, which we got anyway. That was a bowl game. It was a great game. Yeah. And that team would go on to play Alabama. Then in the 5 versus 12, we would have had Texas A&M versus Coastal Carolina. Um, <laughs> okay. Winner would play Notre Dame, which th- that any I feel like you don't know who to pick out of those three teams, to be honest right. with you. Um Iowa State, number 10 versus Florida, number 7. Matt Campbell. Uh, add a playoff appearance to Matt the Campbell's resume. Matt, pa- Matt yep. Campbell. He now has a playoff appearance that we are uh, going back <laughs> retroactively and adding. That win- The winner of that game would go on to play Clemson. You'd have Oklahoma versus Indiana. Winner would play Ohio State. And I love this. And and the all the reports are saying this won't happen this year, won't happen next year, but maybe the year after that. Why? Why can't we just implement something? I, I think it's Why probably like... Why do we always like, have to plan it's, it's nine years in advance? Contracts. So I agree. Ridiculous. It's stupid. Well, and like you're already seeing like uh, at this point of year, college football news cycle is very slow. It's like Alabama scheduled a game with Minnesota for 2047, you know? <laughs> like it, it, it's stupid. Um, but I mean, if we can... We're going to have to wait a couple of years to get the NCAA video game back, and we can wait for that. And now if we're going to get an expanded playoff, that's going to be awesome. And I'm I'm like, things are coming together in college football finally, it feels like. Yeah, it's about time. And uh, I mean, these are the right decisions. You want the best decisions made to progress the sport. For a long time, that wasn't it. You know, it was decisions made to appease uh, conferences, conference owners yep. you know a lot of times it's just the bigger schools who get to make decisions but yeah. i love this man we're going in the right direction and this is what college football needs yeah we definitely are and yeah. you know what you when i brought up iowa state you brought up matt campbell <laughs> this <laughs> is here's a little we gotta put a message out there to the the folks over at cbs sports because they came out with a story you sent this to me and where i i don't know if it's like collectively all of their college football writers or whatever they came out with a ranking for their top I think it was 25 college football coaches. Yeah. And Matt Campbell ended up number nine. But Tom Fornelli, their big college football guy, he didn't have them even in his top 15. Smart guy. Well, wh- Tom Fornelli really what is, it is a genius. It's like cease and desist to those guys. Like they're swagger jacking us. That that's been our right. content. The <laughs> exactly, Matt Campbell right? argument has been our content for like more than a year now. Yeah, that's you yeah. and I debating Matt Campbell. So obviously the folks over at CBS are stealing our ideas and that's bullshit. They're listening. They're... Uh, hijacking our content yeah. and I'm not I'm not a fan of it. That's at all. our content. Yeah. We need to start copywriting all of our takes. I know. Because then uh we can just go after these people. We can sue them. If they start shitting on Matt Campbell, I mean come on, that's my thing, right? Like Skip Bayless, like yells that is at your thing. that's my thing. Yes. I, I'm the Matt Campbell guy. Right? You are the yes, you're the, the, anti- the anti Matt Campbell. Matt Campbell. <laughs> right. I'm the Matt Campbell guy. Uh, he's so overrated. We'll save that. We'll but see. and yeah, anyway, I mean, he's got to make a playoff in the next couple of years. We got content <laughs> hijacked. We, we got did. content jacked. We got we got completely uh, plagiarized. That's really what it is. Mm-hmm. So Tom Fornelli, hot seat man. We're we're watching you. That's right. Um, I did enough of that in 
call high school and college anyway. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> um, next up, so Urban, did you see the thing with Urban Meyer yes, pro wrestling? It was so tough to watch. It, well, it was awful. It. it was cringy. I, I, hated it, it. I don't even. It wasn't even WWF, wasn't it? it is I it, don't know. I think that the way I don't it worked, follow wrestling. Yeah, well. me neither. I mean, well, look, we're not five. Um, but <laughs> dude, you're gonna offend a lot of. That's you know true. what people you know like what? listening. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. You know what? Honestly. It's not my kind. It's not my cup of tea to watch professional wrestling, but I actually get why people are into it. And I did love it growing up. Like I loved The Rock. I loved Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, I was a little too young to really appreciate some of the early guys. You know, I didn't get much of. Hulk you know what Hogan. I loved? I loved the video games. Oh yeah, I never watched awesome it, games. but the, like Still the WWE awesome or F or whatever yeah. video games breaking chairs fun. over people's yeah, backs. That was great. So uh, you know, I what? always like to play with Triple H. I I take it all back. Everything I just said uh, bad but, about pro wrestling. However. I think that I'm pretty sure how it is that the the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars owns this like competitor wrestling uh, company. Okay. And that's how this ended up where like they were in the Jacksonville facility. And so look it up if you haven't seen it. Basically, these two pro wrestlers like burst into like a a uh, meeting room of some sort in the Jacksonville facility. And it's Urban Meyer and Charlie Strong. Charlie Strong, the former Texas head coach, who's been on a lot of Urban Meyer's past staffs he's now on the Jacksonville staff with him okay and they like are fighting and like you know Urban and Charlie are doing their best acting which is terrible (laughs) and they're like oh and then like Charlie Strong throws the guy some footballs to throw at the guy and then Urban Meyer gives him a laptop and and the guy smashes a laptop over the guy's back Uh, it was just so uh, you know this about me I like my quarterbacks and coaches and certain people in the organization to be professionals Mm. and it's just like i don't love that look that's such a college coach thing to do and look we're a college football show i love that in college but it's different in the nfl like i think it's he i don't know if he's built for this i am skeptical it was cringy i know you hate herbs so i'm just feeding right into hate herbs trust me i would love to come on here and, and and just Talk him up and how great Herb is just to piss you off, but I can't do it. It, was it goes so against everything you believe, you stand for. Exactly. Look, here's I'm what I'll say. Principle. It definitely doesn't uh, have like much of a you know. I I can't remember many NFL coaches like doing these kind of publicity stunts before. And look, it was like a thirty second thing. It's not like he's out there you know doing all kinds of crazy bullshit and he's not working. I'm sure Urban Meyer's you know barely seeing his family and that's killing him uh, like it always does allegedly. And <laughs> but what I will say is that. It doesn't look good if you don't win. And I know this personally as a Michigan fan because when Jim Harbaugh showed up at Michigan, he started doing all these crazy... He did a music video, like a rap video. It's like, who's got it better than us? He's doing all these uh, media things, and he's doing it for a reason. He's trying to like hype up the program, probably help recruiting. But then what all that becomes is is fodder, like cannon fodder for your opponents when you lose. Because right, then what exactly. happened is the second Michigan lost to Ohio State, the number one thing every Ohio State fan said, who's got it better than us? And it's like, oh, everyone does. Ohio State does. Penn State does. Michigan State, whatever. And so the second that Jacksonville starts to to have issues, everyone's going to go, oh, you shouldn't have spent so much time with pro wrestling or right, whatever. You should have exactly. been focused. And so you got to win if you're going to pull that shit you off. You can't give people anything to talk about. Give them ammo, like you said. And yeah. that's exactly what he did. It's the Belichick way. You give them nothing. I did come up with a new company name we can give to Oh, okay. Well, you actually said it, but I'm going to copyright it here. Oh, what is it? Herbs Herbs. Herbs Herbs. Yeah, isn't that good? I like yeah, that. So for, for new listeners, I don't know how many new Oregano, listeners. Oregano, Italian seasoning. What are we talking here? Weed? See, it's either... It could be one or the other. Like I like the idea of herbs, herbs. Like you go in and and it's actually him working there, right? Mm. Like he's the that's in my fantasy. That's what what's happening. Is he, yeah. he doesn't want to hire anyone. He wants to be there. You know, getting his hands dirty himself, mm. opening and closing. He does get and his he, hands dirty a lot. And he's got like a like an apron, like a full body apron. Yeah. And he's got his name, you know, Urban on the front. Okay. And I would does, lo- the, does, know, the, does the apron have like a slogan, like cheesy, you know, like kiss the chef type <laughs> slogan on it? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah, like uh, cut the herb with herb or something like that right or, yeah. i don't know about that but anyway, herbs, anyway, herbs and he's like spraying like hand spraying all the herbs mm. and cutting them with a uh, with scissors that's what i like but also i could see where you go in and it's like a high quality weed place yeah you can and buy then he, uh, like like he can then recruits herbs. recruits for whatever school he's backing exactly. and go there and get their their money bags mm-hmm. under the table <laughs> the money bags <laughs> yeah exactly well, herbs, herbs we'll stick with jacksonville because we talked about on the on the last show uh, about Tebow being 
potentially a tight end. It's now officially Tebow time in Jacksonville. They did sign him. The legendary college football player, Heisman winner, Tim Tebow, is officially now a tight end on the roster for Jacksonville. Um, look, we talked about it before. I don't think it's going to work out all that great. I do like Tebow, but I'm going to have to root against him because I don't like Urban Meyer. I really just feel like what Urban Meyer really wanted was Aaron Hernandez, but he couldn't get him because he's dead. And so he's like, I'll just get the next best Florida player that I like, and I'll just get Tim Tebow. We, we just talked about WWE or whatever it is, WWF. Yeah. I don't know. They're the WWF team of the oh, NFL yeah. now. Big time. They're just becoming a circus. Tebow, it's a circus. Is it WWF or WWE? Do you know? I think it's WWF. Oh, okay. It, there used to be WWE. Okay. I'm pretty well, that's sure. What, that's what they are of the NFL. Yeah, now. absolutely. I like that. Um, other college football news, Nick Saban extended through 2028. Big surprise. That sucks for all college football fans. Let's just hope that... I mean, look, if you're an Alabama fan, you love it. Yeah. Um, but if you want the college football playoff and the whole college football landscape to be more competitive we're all kind of hoping that he retires or goes somewhere else. Right. <laughs> um, and it's not like a knock on Saban. It's, it's actually like a testament to how incredible he's been. He's, I think he's the best college football coach of all time. Yeah, for sure. But he got extended through 2028. And uh, I mean, he's actually pretty old. He looks great for his age, but I don't think it's far-fetched to think that he could be there that whole time at all. Because what else is Nick Saban going to do besides coach? I just wonder, like, sometimes I see him on the sidelines and he looks so stressed out. And even if they're yeah. winning like 63 to 10, oh, yeah. I'm going, can't that's what you, makes him great. Can't you relax, Nikki? Can't no, you just can't. take your foot off the gas? Yeah, but that may cut his career shorter than it should I be. I see. Like that's heart attack on the sideline because they're only up 21 when they should be up 28. Yeah. I mean, Herb had a hard time handling it. I wonder if Nick Allegedly. Saban's just going to pop a casket. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, I, I could see it. Look, I think the real way to get Nick Saban out is to go through miss terry through his wife because she's the one that like apparently wanted him to take the alabama job and leave the miami dolphins i think if you want to get him out of tuscaloosa you want to get him to retire you got to basically like in inception style you got to like get into her dreams and plant the seed that he needs to retire and then miss terry goes to nick and he does whatever miss terry says but how do you go about incepting someone Oh, well, you get them on a plane, a long plane, and then you put whatever that stupid machine from Inception is that they slap on their wrist and somehow it's like a, it's like they're putting a needle in their vein, but they don't have to. It's like a sticker. <laughs> know, I've never, never understood how that worked. I like the movie, but uh, <laughs> that's how we got to do it. We got to incept Miss Terry into, into Saban retiring. Inception so, was the first movie where I started annoying the people around me. Like I felt like I always did a good job of understanding what's going on. Mm. That was the first movie where I felt so insecure because I'm going... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? How did they get back in here? Mm. How did they get? Did they go in his stream and then they go, wait a minute, hold on. You know, but I, that was my first, yeah. It's actually kind People of. People don't like sitting by me for movies like that. I see. I mean, yeah. look, I would. I would sit by you as long as but you're not one of the people you. that would. I would annoy Okay, so you are saying you would stop and be like, who's this? Exactly. Are they dead? I need What's clarification. I don't, want, I don't want to watch if I'm. Mm. I don't like the answer. Oh, you'll find out later, right? Yeah, that, but. So, you, oh, I see. That, that, I do this with my girlfriend a lot. If it's something I've seen and she hasn't, she's like. And I, what I want to do is like, like obviously you're going to find out because the movie's not just going to leave you hanging. Right. So I don't want to spoil it for you. But in some cases, that's fine. But in other cases, it's like, no, I want I want the information now. Mm. It's my money and I want it now. Ah, yeah. J.G. Wentworth. Um, <laughs> shout out. J.G. Um, yeah, well, look, I mean, Inception was cool. It was confusing. They had a smart trick. To th they made it like good, but confusing so that you had to immediately go back and rewatch it. Yeah. And that's actually like a brilliant move from Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Because that's not a movie you can just watch once. Christopher Nolan. Yeah, legendary. Legend of the game. Hmm. Uh, Dan Mullen from Florida also got extended only to 2026, no, but he good. got a big pay raise. Good. He's doing well the there. Goofiest coach in college football. Um, and then now we're done kind of with college football news. We're going to get to some transfer talk. And Tyler, the first one I wanted to spring on you. Transfer talk. Sam Neuer. Colorado. You're a Colorado Buff fan. Yes. We're here in Colorado. Sam Neuer, the Colorado quarterback that played a little bit last year, but not the full season. Is that right? He's transferring. Yeah, he's transferring. Look, we don't spend too much time on it, but... Uh, Lost his job? What? Yeah, it's not going to be a huge deal. I'm actually happy for him because the kid mm. didn't get a chance to play for years, and he wouldn't play this year with CU. Brendan Lewis is Colorado's quarterback. Sam Neuer, whoever gets him, they're going to get a competitor. Yeah. He's 6'4", 6'5". He's got size. He can run. He's got a nice arm, and he's a quick learner, so he'll get the offense. So I'm really interested to see Where who gets goes. him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But in terms of here in Colorado... No, it's not a big deal. Brennan Lewis is our quarterback, and gotcha. uh, I'm just happy Neuer will get a chance to play. So, Well, I brought that up because we're going to get into some transfer talk. 
Let's do and it. And so, you know, as a lot the of college football uh, landscape has changed, now you get the one-year rule. Uh, you know, players get to transfer and be eligible immediately one time with the new NCAA rule. So we're seeing a ton of transfers, obviously, the last few years. So, Tyler, we're going to go through. We're going to give our our most impactful transfers for the 2021 season oh i can't wait i I mean there's some big time transfers honestly i feel bad if you're a tennessee fan obviously issues within the program yeah a lot of high profile transfers 247 sports did their own version of these rankings uh what we're going to talk about today Mm. and in 247's rankings five of the top 20 transfers are leaving Tennessee. They went from one of the most promising young teams. Remember how excited I was last year about the Vols, how they're building. Pruitt blew it. Exactly. But they're going downhill quickly, and a lot of these guys are transferring out. So I've got my top five here. Uh, A couple of them transferring out of Tennessee. And honestly, both, uh, let's see here, two of these guys in my top five are going to the University of Oklahoma. So watch out. The Sooners are like getting that. stronger. All right, so would you just want me to go five through one for my most yeah, impactful transfers? All right, number five overall, Key Lawrence. Best name in the transfer portal. Key Lawrence? Key Lawrence. Safety transferring from mm. Tennessee to Oklahoma. He was a four-star recruit last year. He started 105 snaps at Tennessee. A lot of experience in the SEC. Saw some great quarterbacks. He's going to bring a little bit of that experience and then physicality, speed, something that we've talked about, the Big Big 12 needs more of, right? So Key Lawrence going to OU, that's going to help that defense. He should be... Let's clarify again for everyone. These are impactful transfers. This is not the most talented transfers, even though this kid is talented as heck. This is the most impactful. Who's going to have the biggest impact on the teams they're going to? I think Key Lawrence will have a big impact on Oklahoma's defense. So safety, Key Lawrence, Tennessee to Oklahoma. Uh, do you want me to just keep going number four? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Number four, great name, Obina Easy. Obina Easy. Left tackle. He's going from Memphis to TCU. Mm. And what you'll see a lot of times in the transfer portal is a lot of these guys lost their jobs to injury, lost their jobs because there was a, a, a position battle they lost out on. That's not the case with Easy here. He has started the last two seasons at, at Memphis but he's just wanting to take his game to the next level, and that's something that coaches at TCU can do. They run the ball more, more effectively. He's going to be around better offensive linemen, and it it took a lot to put a lineman on this list, but he's going to help TCU incredibly. He should play left tackle. I mean, he may go to right. You know, They may move him around. I see him, though, playing left tackle, and if he can fill in, that's going to solidify that line. TCU will be... I mean, look, line matters in the Big 12. you got to give yeah. your quarterback time to throw. So I think he's going to be impactful going from Memphis to TCU. Oh, Tyler, you, you missed a golden opportunity for a Tyler Walgie dad joke <laughs> in saying that his transition to TCU is going to be easy. Hey-o! Come on. I was expecting I was expecting that from you. That's just too, that's just too easy. Too easy. Uh, too easy. hey Okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, be easy. Memphis to TCU. Uh, it's going to be exciting to watch him play. All right. Uh, number three. Uh, Wandale Robinson, receiver, going from Nebraska to Kentucky. And if you're a Kentucky fan, I mean, he's going to be so exciting this year. He has a chance to be one of the breakout players in the SEC this season. Um, Kentucky's got a great passing game, and they can really do what they want when they can throw the ball effectively. So he's going to help them stretch the field vertically. Wandale Robinson leaving Nebraska. I don't blame you at all, man. Get out of that train wreck (laughs) or out of that dumpster fire that is Nebraska. He's going to be big at uh, Kentucky. Number two, Eric Gray. Again, Tennessee to Oklahoma, leaving the Vols, heading to play uh, for the Sooners. Running running back. Running back. And he's going to be big time. I mean, he went to to Norman. What was it? Uh, I think he's been working out for him for a couple months. They've seen him on the field. Yeah. And initially, he was going over. He didn't know he if he get to start or if, if he'd get the an immediate start. And the coaching staff was honest with him. They said you're going to have to work for it. He went in and immediately was turning heads. And he, it's pretty clear he's going to be their starter. So yep. Eric Gray, running back, uh, going to start for Oklahoma or at least he should get a, a lot of touches. And then number one, so excited for this. You know who? You know where I'm going here? Mm, maybe. Oh wait, is it gonna? Can I just throw a guess out there? Yeah. yeah. Is this a personal thing for you? No. Oh, no. okay. Then never mind. Go ahead. Sorry. 
Mackenzie Milton. Ah, yes. Quarterback going from Central Florida to Florida State. Now, he hasn't played in a couple years. He got a leg injury. In bad leg injury. Yeah, really bad. Yeah, it was in 2018. But not only did Mackenzie Milton have the stats at UCF, 30 touchdowns, 12 picks, with a lot of starts, he was a leader. And I think that's important for a Florida State team who struggled recently, looking to turn that program around. This is the perfect fit. I'm so excited for Mackenzie Milton. I'm excited for FSU fans. I think he could turn things around very quickly. So we talk about impact on a team. They've been struggling lately. Florida State, they could yeah. turn it around immediately. And we sometimes talk about sports betting on the show and futures bets, things like that. If you're looking for a dark horse, maybe look for Florida State to, to, to win the ACC next year. I'm not saying they're going to. Obviously, Clemson should be the favorite. I think North Carolina should be even for ahead sure. of them. But if you're talking about odds... They're going to be a long shot right now, and you could get yeah. a really big payday on Florida State. So I'm excited for Mackenzie Milton. He's going to make that uh, uh, that Florida State team a lot better, and I'm excited to see what he does. Do you want to hear what my guess was if this was going to be yes. a Tyler Walgie-specific one? Yes. It was going to be Dylan McCaffrey going to your northern northern Colorado Bears. Yeah, it's going to be cool to see him Tyler, play. of course, a UNC, uh, University of Northern Colorado uh, graduate, yep. and Dylan McCaffrey, a guy who is a comes from the McCaffrey family, which are legends here in Denver. And he went and played at Michigan and lost his starting job and transferred out. So I'm a fan of his as well. It's going to be awesome to see him play. I, yeah, I like Ed him. McCaffrey coaching him up. Yeah, that's right. Ed McCaffrey, the head coach there. Good call. Um, all right. I got four here. I mean, okay. te- technically it's five, but they're, one of them is kind of lumped together. So uh, my number four, is, it was Mackenzie Milton, like you said. And the reason why I have him number four instead of number one like you is because it is, we, it is a little contingent on his health. He did have such a horrible leg injury that there were people saying initially, we don't know if he'll be able to play football again. Um, everything you said is, is just like dead on though. I mean, he's a leader. He put up huge stats at UCF. He'll be huge for Florida State if he's healthy, but I just need to see that he can still kind of play with that same pop that he had before. Um, number three, this is an either or situation. It's either of the quarterbacks, Hendon Hooker or Joe Milton at Tennessee. So both these guys, Hendon Hooker transferred from Virginia, Virginia Tech. Joe Milton transferred from Michigan. Now, Joe Milton... And they're both at Tennessee. Yeah, they both ended up in, in Knoxville. And the reason why, look, I'm a Michigan fan. I don't have a ton of faith from seeing what Joe Milton did at Michigan and him there. But when you have Josh Heupel, who was the head coach for Mackenzie Milton at, at UCF, he's done great things with quarterbacks at UCF. He's now the head coach at Tennessee. I know they have, they're going to have recruiting stuff. It's going to be a nightmare and uh, sanctions coming from the NCAA. But I really want to see what Josh Heupel can do with either Hendon Hooker or Joe Milton. Okay. Both those guys have a lot of potential and athletic ability. So I think it's really exciting to see what can happen there. Um, number two, really this is number two and number one lumped in together. It's the two big five stars that transferred to Georgia. Georgia picked up two five-star transfers just in the last couple months. Uh, the first one being uh, he's a tight end from LSU. He was a five-star recruit. His name is Eric Gilbert. He's huge. He went to LSU. I'm not sure what happened there with the fallout, if he lost his job or just didn't like things. And I, I believe he's a, uh, a Georgia kid uh, originally. Okay. Um, so he a five-star tight end going to an already loaded Georgia offense that's got JT Daniels, a setup quarterback. You know, a lot of people were picking Georgia number one, uh, you know, as the the favorite to win the national championship this year just because of what they're returning, how much talent they have. And so you throw a five star tight end recruit into the mix. I think he could have a huge year. And then the other guy is Darian Kendrick, who is a cornerback from Clemson. He was also a five star recruit and he played a lot at Clemson, um, but he ended up transferring because of, he was kicked off the team for some. You know, uh, I believe he was found like passed out of sleep in his car with like a handgun on his lap or something like Ew. that. Wasn't good. There was marijuana in the car. Anyway, he's let off of Clemson's. Uh, Maybe he's roster. made a stop at Herb's Herbs before that. I think he might have gone to <laughs> Herb's Herbs. That's very that's up. That, that's very much up Urban Meyer's alley. Guys getting in trouble. Um. So yeah, Darian Kendrick, five star cornerback. He's going to Georgia. They had kind of a thin. You know, th- they lose a lot of guys that were good in that secondary last year. I think he's a huge addition for them. I think he'll play immediately. So those two guys, a couple of five stars going to an already loaded Georgia team, uh, I think those are going to be huge. So those are my most impactful for this year. I love it. And Tyler, now that we talked about impactful for this year, uh, I told you to make a list of your most impactful transfers of all time. Yeah, and I have actually the list. You told me to make a list. He's got the definitive list. This is the list. official list. Okay. So I've got I have it right five here. as well. You well, have five? But, but I mean, 
you don't have the list. I have a list. Exactly. But you have the list. This is the list, yes. All right, well then, do you want to go first with, with your with the list? May Officially. May, may as well, Breaking right? news, yeah. Yes. These are the best ever. <laughs> they're, they're ranked, right? Yeah. Okay, let's, hit, let's, let's hear it. Number five, Troy Aikman. Oh, wow. And I do okay. have some recency bias here, so that's my old school one. Recency. Troy Aikman. Yeah, well, besides Troy Aikman. <laughs> <laughs> that's my one where I don't. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, he went from OU to UCLA because... When he signed with OU, you know, they went from running the eye form to the wishbone, mm. and he broke his leg, you know, trying to run the triple option. So Aikman from OU to UCLA, big time. He won 10 games in a row, or 10 games three years in a row, I'm pretty sure, for the Bruins. So Troy Aikman, number five. Number four, Kyler Murray, mm. uh, A&M to Oklahoma, very productive with the Sooners. Uh, number three, Russell Wilson, NC mm. State to Wisconsin. Number two, Cam Newton, Florida to Auburn, won the national championship. And number one, uh, your fan club or the fan club that you're a part of, maybe the leader of, Joe Burrow. Joey B. Ohio State to LSU. I mean, how can you beat that? Transfer, national championship, cigar afterwards. Yep. Yeah, and they can't put him behind Cam Newton. Like Joe Burrow's got to be ahead of Cam Newton. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah. they were both huge. Um so wait, run me by honorable mention Baker Mayfield. Two, two was Cam Newton. Yep. And three was Russell Wilson. Yes. Okay, that's there's no way your list is definitive. Now. <laughs> Russell Wilson. Look, if you're just basing it off of NFL career, fine. No. But he went to Wisconsin for one year, and I think they won like ten games and didn't really do that much. Ten games is an accomplishment for Wisconsin. Uh, Maybe I've got Russ a little over. I don't know. I think he's a little over. I'll give you mine. So I've got five, <laughs> and technically it's six. Uh, so number five, Justin Fields. Uh, he went to Ohio State. See, I don't know about Justin took them Fields. to a playoff and a national championship game immediately. I always uh, thought from that there Georgia. was. I always thought there was a missed opportunity with Justin Fields because his last name should have been changed to Time. Justin Time. Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, that's 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 pretty bad, Tyler. I gotta say, of all your of all your dad jokes, that one's. Come on, that was good. It was a swing and a miss. Uh, but you know what? I I uh, I I. Commend you for swinging. <laughs> okay, you know, anyway. I commend you for swinging. Your <laughs> Just, trying Justin to hit the home. Time. I, uh, Justin Fields, number five. Yeah. Number four, Scott Frost. Okay. Oh come on. Transfer. I, look, I know that I knew this was going to be yeah. a sore subject for you. He ended up playing at Nebraska, having a great career there. Great. Uh, I think it's that subjective. were they a shared national title? I, don't I think know. when he was there, and now he's the head coach there, doing awesome things, as you know. Um, uh, Scott Frost, number four. Number three, Randy Moss. He actually transferred Ooh, twice. I like that one. Uh, one of the most electric college football players of all time and did you know this that he i believe he holds the record for he had a uh he had like an insane game streak of like 30 games where he scored in every game and as a receiver that's that's extremely yeah, that's crazy yeah uh number two is a, a combo of baker mayfield and kyler murray because to me they're like they're just one and the same <laughs> it's another transfer that came to oklahoma you can even throw jalen hurts in there right okay. they both won the heisman they both went number one overall uh, and then number one is Joe Burrow. Of you course. just why do you like to slobber all over Joe Burrow all the time? Man, that LSU year was just so much fun. He was so good, and I actually root for him in Cincinnati. I forgot Cam Newton on this list. Admittedly, I'd probably, oh. if I was gonna, I'd have to take Fields or Scott Frost off this list. Actually, your list was better than mine, though. <laughs> Maybe you could make your list the official one. Those are my five, though. Yeah, so uh, yeah, all right. Uh, that was transfer talk. Transfer talk. Uh, support for today's episode comes from Paramount. Now on digital. Milo Gibson and Lawrence Fishburne star in Under the Stadium Lights, an inspirational true story of a small-town high school football team who fought to beat the odds to turn their lives around and win their state championship. Score your copy of Under the Stadium Lights. Buy or rent it today. Rated PG-13 from Paramount Pictures. Now, Tyler, uh, we both we watched the trailer for this. This yes. movie looks awesome. So I'm actually a, a big proponent of Paramount+. Plus. I have Paramount+, Plus because... It's great for live sports. Uh, I know Tyler and I both, uh, we like to watch soccer, and a lot of big soccer games are on Paramount+. Plus. They're oh, yeah. getting more live sports. Survivor's on Paramount+. Plus. Oh, dude. I know you're a Survivor guy. So <laughs> they, there's a lot of good stuff on Paramount+, Plus, and now they're going to add this 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 movie that looks awesome. You know, we, we, we've seen the trailer. It's I, out I, now, I've by seen the way. It. I've seen the movie. Oh, you did? Yes, okay. How was yes. it? I loved it. Okay. I thought it was really good. And you know, it's tough to do... To make the to make sports movies, yeah, you know, good. It's it, it's sometimes you get swings and misses. No, this one's really good. Lawrence Fishburne too. I love, love Lawrence him. Fishburne. Morpheus, dude. It's Morpheus from the Matrix. Yeah, red right. pill or blue pill. 
Like that's that's our guy. I love Lawrence Fishburne. You know, I don't do a Morpheus impression. I've got to add that to the list. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that you've got that uh, that arrow <laughs> in your quiver, pal. I don't but know. Uh, I love. I love that he's in it. And by the way, Eddie George is in it. The legendary oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, running back from Ohio State won the Heisman there. He has a supporting role in it. You know, I took away from the trailer. I I think that it, the way it's filmed looks like really new and awesome. Like the football scenes look great. In a lot of football movies, like it's the, fo- the really football great. scenes are crappy and stuff. Like this, it doesn't look like that. This looks it looks entertaining and yeah, awesome. It's realistic, all that. And uh, I mean, this is perfect for our audience. We got a lot of college football for fans sure. and obviously high school football fans too. So yeah. And speaking of which, uh, if you email, uh, I I gave it out at the beginning of the show. It's our new. It's it's how listeners can reach out. They can ask us questions. Uh, it's a sort of a mailbag. If you email us at tailgate at woosmedia.com and you say uh, that you want to see this movie, you want to see Under the Stadium Lights, we're going to be giving out one or two uh, download codes that you can watch it for free. Yeah, digital codes, yeah. Digital codes, thank you. And so uh, we're going to pick those at random. So, so email us, let us know, and if you want, you can see this movie for free. So shout out to Paramount. Because this Paramount is digital. Plus. Yeah, go on to Google, search, uh, yeah. you know, buy or rent uh, Under the Stadium Lights. You can get it that way. So Good yeah, call. email us. Uh, uh, tailgate at woosmedia.com That's and one. in the email when you when you get in the contest uh, let me know who's top five uh, transfers you like better oh okay because I think that, everyone's going to side with me there yeah I mean I don't know <laughs> I mean, we both had Joe Burrow number one that's all that matters because he obviously did it so uh, yeah. um, alright so we're going to take that you know we did the ad read for uh, a football movie and so Tyler Will your favorite football movie of all time Oh God! I mean, to me, it's again. This is this is the list. Like, mm-hmm. I, I got to stop saying that though. I'm going to dilute it, right? But this no, is you're the, the list man. This you're is the, the list maker. <laughs> this is the real list. To me, there's no better football movie than Little Giants. Mm. The Little Giants so that's start your number to one. End. Oh, number one for sure. I'm not okay. going five through one. I had to start with Little Giants. I number see. one. Okay, I'll go one through five. Number two, Friday Night Lights. One reason, Booby Miles. Booby Miles. Love Booby Miles. Yep. Number three, remember the Titans? The other Titans. Uh, Strong side. <laughs> number four, Rudy. You got to have Rudy on the yep. list. Uh, and then number five, Varsity Blues. Mm, classic. Yeah. Whipped cream, baby. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so there's a- Cherry on top. There's a joke about, uh, I'm going to butcher it, but the, the, the idea of the joke in Rudy is, uh, it's something like, Rudy was a great movie made about Notre Dame. The reason why Alabama doesn't have a Rudy, they'd never sign anyone that bad in the first place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a good one. I like yeah. that. I only So I only did three on my list here. Okay, uh, I'm going to go bottom to top. So f- number three for me is Friday Night Lights. And it's funny that you said Booby Miles. That's the first thing I put in my notes. <laughs> Booby Miles is legendary. Booby doesn't work out. He just did, you know, he, he, it, his shit's God-given. You want to win? Put Booby in, Yeah, coach. put Booby in, man. Booby Miles is legendary. Uh, number two, Rudy. Yeah. Look, even though he was offsides and the story is a little bit fudged, you know, it's not a totally true story about every player saying, turning in their jersey and being like, I won't play unless you play Rudy. That part's not true. Um, but shout well, out. It, really it's just a great movie. Will. And you got Samwise Gamgee, you know, like, look, that, that's Sean Astin. Uh, I love him. He's had a bunch of great roles. So I'm a big fan of his. So Rudy's number two. Number one for me is Remember the Titans. Little Giants. What are you doing? I mean, Little Giants is great. If I had if I had made it a five, it would have made the top five for sure. Uh, but for me, it's all about Remember the Titans. You I got love Little Giants. Denzel. You got uh, Ryan Gosling's in that movie early yeah. on before he yeah. was super famous. Yeah. You know, you got a lot of. You How know? much of our audience do you think has seen Little Giants? Because it's not like a it's huh? not a very popular a huge movie everyone's seen. I'm sure many I bet a more people lot of them seen. have. What's you the think? Uh, the annexation of Puerto Rico? Is <laughs> yeah, that the, isn't that the play? <laughs> the, the play that he runs. Of the nerd Rico. kid like like makes a computer program that tells him the best play to run. You know my favorite part of that movie. It was always the when they're throwing the toilet paper rolls into the shopping cart. Oh yeah! And every time that I was in, when I was little, when I was in the grocery store, I always just wanted to bust out <laughs> a loose roll so I could throw a spiral with it. Oh my god! All right, so what do you? Th- what would you guess that this movie got on Rotten Tomatoes? Little oh, Giants. Oh, it's bad. I'm gonna guess like 38. percent So the tomato meter, 36. percent Holy You're shit! You're really good at that. <laughs> yeah, the audience score that was a little higher. Audience score is 63. Uh, okay. percent Yeah, tomato meter 36. percent Okay, uh, love it. Yeah, classic. Look, man, there's there's not enough good football movies and under the under the stadium lights seems like a good one so Heck once yeah. again make sure you go check that out on paramount um now tyler once again 
there's not enough good football movies. Not enough. No. If you could, the next thing I uh, I challenge you with doing is another list. Today's just all about lists. I love lists. If you could make a thirty for thirty, like a documentary football movie about any college mm. football story, what would it be? And I have a in five a, a five tier list here. Oh, uh, you've got a list. I got See, five. I actually, I usually am goofy with these kind of things. Okay. I went kind of serious with this one. Okay. No, that's yeah. cool. One of mine is serious too. Yeah. Um, I want to see a 30 for 30 about paying players. Mm. I would love for like someone bag to. Man? Yeah. Yeah. I would love, love for it. someone to go. That's what you call it. You call it the bag, the bag man. man right? And then you like interview, like, you know how when they interview like a, like a special witness, it's like dark and their voice is like this. <laughs> That's what you do. You have, oh, I'm the bag man. The I bag pay, man. I paid Cam Newton $200,000 to go to Auburn. Like Dude, that, you know? I think that's a really, you, you could, that's a good voice. I could fake it. I could, yeah. maybe I am a bag man. No one knows. Maybe you are. If I am, then, you know, whatever school I'm doing it for, probably it's not working enough. All right. Uh, another 30 for 30. I want to see one about uh, an in-depth look at the transfer process. I would love to I just see. follow one recruit around and see what life is like when you enter the transfer portal. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of phone call. I, I actually don't know what that process would be like. So I think that'd be really cool to see like what the transfer portal's like. Um, I want to see one during uh, about partying during the week. How often are college athletes partying during the week? Like, are they going in and getting hammered and at parties, or are they? Do they have time to do that? Is that a misconception? Or yeah, they, I don't know. Oh, they're partying. Come I on. think they are too. Maybe not during COVID they weren't because um, I actually have a family member who goes to Alabama. Uh, she was a freshman there uh, this last year and I, I saw her recently at like a family gathering and I asked her, I was like, do you know any football players? She's like, well, I've, it was my first year and like Saban wouldn't let any of the players hang out with any of the other students because he was too worried about players testing positive for COVID and not being able to play. Uh, so like that, no one was was let anywhere near the football players. But I'm sure in non-pandemic years, right. I'm sure it's a free for all, man. It's it's just a crazy party. Yeah. But that's all I got. Okay, that's cool. All right. Well, I have. Uh, I'm really excited about this list. So list. I got five movie ideas here for thirty for thirty documentaries. Okay. The first one, which will be comedic and fascinating. Uh, it, it, I this has to be made. It's about it's Manti Teo's dead girlfriend. Do you remember this? Oh God! <laughs> From I believe it was 2013. Uh, what was her name? Or it was 2012. So her name was uh, Lene Kakua, oh, right? That's right. And so I if you don't so remember, well, that. everyone did, right? So if you don't remember, <laughs> Manti Teo, uh, he was a Heisman finalist for Notre Dame at linebacker. He still, yeah, I think he still crazy. plays in the NFL. Yeah. He was having like this incredible year. Notre Dame was undefeated. And then like midway through the season about, or maybe it was like later in, into fall, we ended up hearing this story and like it was all over game day, of course, that Manti Teo's girlfriend died of cancer. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, it was a sad story. And then like within just a few weeks, it all unraveled. And at first it was like, it's not true. It's a hoax. He made it up. And then it got even weirder past that where it turns out that he had nothing to do with it. He basically got catfished. I think this is like where the term catfishing kind of first like uh, made it into like the global lexicon or whatever. And what ended up happening is some dude who I think was like, they ended up finding out he was like, he was friends with one of Manti's cousins. He had been catfishing him this whole time. So his girlfriend, allegedly, they had never met. They had only like talked on the phone and they would communicate via like Facebook and online chat and email and things like that, right? And she didn't even exist. This like this guy had cre- had like taken pictures of some girl and created this fake persona of this Lene Kakua girl. And then I think that what happened is like as Manti Teo's fame started to explode, this guy was probably like, shit, this is I'm in I'm in a right. bad spot here. <laughs> right. So instead of being like, I'm breaking up with you and and blocking all communications, instead he was like, I have cancer, I'm dying. Don't, don't talk to me. <laughs> and so then poor Manti Teo, who it seems like really was just like duped here, ended up being like, My girlfriend died of cancer. That would and be then, awesome to see a thirty for thirty about Oh that. my gosh. Fast it was <laughs> one of the most wild stories of all time. Uh that that would make a great thirty for thirty. Uh, this one, uh, I think would just be fascinating from a college football standpoint. It's Ohio state's 2014 national championship run. This was the first year of the playoff. If you remember Ohio state lost like in week two to Virginia tech at home, everyone was like, they're out of the playoff run. They end up going undefeated the rest of the way. They end up playing three quarterbacks. They started the year with Braxton Miller. Uh, he ended up like, uh, getting a shoulder injury and like, uh, right before the season started, I think in preseason camp, they go to JT Barrett. He ends up leading them for most of the year. And then in the Michigan game, 
uh, that I was at in 2014, he breaks his ankle and he's out. Now Ohio State's onto their third quarterback, Cardale Jones, uh, third quarterback of the year. They dominate Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship game, which sneaks them into the playoff. Yep. Baylor and TCU fans were fucking furious because they felt like they were undefeated. They deserved it more than Ohio State. And it was the first year of the playoff. It was the first time we had this who gets the four seed drama. And they end up beating Oklahoma in the first round. Major upset. Cardinal Jones, you know, dominant. Ezekiel Elliott, like the, the guys on that team were just crazy. And then they beat Oregon in the national championship game. I don't think we'll ever see something like that ever again where you have a team that's on to their third quarterback of the year and wins the championship. Yeah, that's P- crazy. People don't talk, talk about, about stockpiling talent. Oh, I know. And then Cardinal Jones, like, really didn't do that much after that, you know? It's always crazy to see those pictures of all the quarterbacks at Ohio State playing together. Yeah. You know, the pictures of... Alabama, where it's Jalen Hurts, Mac Jones. Oh, I know. To uh, Tunga Viola. The same roster. And, yeah, in the yeah. same team. So it's crazy how these guys are all. Yeah, for sure. No one of the transfer portals lighting up every year like a Christmas tree. There's a lot of talent out there. Yeah, and if the transfer portal was a thing then, that might oh, it probably exactly, would never would have happened. Right? Cardinal Jones might have been elsewhere. That's true. Um, next up for my 30 for 30 ideas, this one also just needs to be made. The 2008 Florida Gators team. Like, how is there not a documentary about this yet? That team was ridiculous. So they won the national championship. That was the year Tebow gave that crazy speech where he's crying after the loss to, I think, LSU or someone where he's like, you're never going to see a team work harder. <laughs> he's just going full Tebow, right? That team had Tebow. It had Cam Newton, a team he ended up he ended up getting wow. kicked off for stealing a laptop and transferring to Auburn. Uh, Aaron Hernandez is on this team. The, the Pouncey Twins are on the team. Riley Cooper... Uh, Damn. Percy Harvin, Chris Rainey, like just drama everywhere. Guys getting arrested, guys getting in trouble. Janoris Jenkins, Carlos Dunlap, Joe Hayden, Brandon Spikes, all these guys are on that defense. And to top it off, you have Urban Meyer, head coach. Dan Mullen is on the staff. Charlie Strong is on the staff. Steve Adazio, Zach Smith, the former guy that would take down, you know, Urban's uh, Ohio State legacy is is on that staff as well. That team was Damn. just like ridiculous. Just the coaching staff, the players. You know, uh, I, like it's insane that there wasn't more drama and, and they still won it all, you know, so I like that one. That's crazy. I, I mean, it's funny. You go back and look at all the different stories and teams of the years. I didn't take that direction with this whole 30 for 30 thing. That'd be awesome, though, to see that. that yeah, uh, yeah. for and sure. Kind of like, where are they now? And I mean, we know we're oh, a lot yeah. more now. Yeah, for sure. Great. A lot of them are in huge spots or terrible spots. Yeah. It's just crazy. <laughs> one of them's dead. Um, uh the next one, the 2007 Fiesta Bowl, that's the one where uh, Boise State took down Oklahoma. My personal favorite college football game of all time. I think that would make a great 30 for 30. Yeah. Three big trick plays from Boise State Did to win Did they not it. have one about that already? I don't think so. Huh. They need it. You know That was big for Chris Peterson, for all those guys. They do need it. If you remember at the end, the running back that scored the two-point conversion to win it all, he proposes to his girlfriend, <laughs> yeah. but what people forget is the announcer like uh, blew up his spot entirely. So he's interviewing the running back who's standing there with his cheerleader girlfriend and the the like sideline guy, the ESPN guy. He goes, he's talking to him, he's asking about the game, and he's like, tell me about it. And then he goes, oh, I know you want to propose to your girlfriend. And he points to the mic. He basically tells the girlfriend, <laughs> you're about to get proposed to. But, and no. then all of a sudden, he, he gets down on one knee that. and does it. He no blew way. up his spot. What? Yeah, Horrible, horrible job from that guy. <laughs> I, I never knew that. And the last one I got here... Uh, this is just more of a personal thing for me. It's not even college football. Oh, it's just football. Rex Ryan with the foot fetish videos. When that hit the news, I, that was like my favorite day ever. There were all these videos, these weird videos of him and his wife who were foot fetish related. He was the coach of the Jets at the time. We need a 30 for 30 on that too. <laughs> we need a 30 for 30 on uh, Ed Orgeron's personal life. I'd love to yes. follow that guy around. Dude, how about just like a See documentary like. series that never ends on, on right? Coach O. <laughs> I like that. Um, all right. Last thing we're going to do on today's show uh, it's a, a game we've played many times for different stuff. We're doing real or fake. And this time, Tyler, it's just three things. It's real or fake. And these are things that have happened to me, happened to Will Chambers Ooh. in his lifetime. I've got three things here, and Tyler's going to guess if they're real or fake. Okay. So uh, what we got? Wait, hey. should, should I get some game show music or something? Yeah, bring it up. Get some game show music. We're going to see how Tyler does. It's only three things here, and it's simply real or fake. So I'm really interested to see... Uh, how Tyler does here. All right. So, All right. so these are things that may or may not have happened to you. Things that happened to me in my life, real or fake. Okay. Okay. First one. Made a hole in one in golf. I feel like you would talk about that more. Fake. It is fake. Okay. Yeah. I well feel done. like if you really had a hole in one, you would bring that up way more. Probably. Yeah. yeah you're probably right. Yeah. 
Um, all right, number two. Won a poetry contest. <laughs> I'm the haiku guy. I'm the haiku guy. You are the haiku guy. You got you got it in your bones. That's for sure. I'm going fake. That's real. <laughs> no, I went third third grade. I won a state <laughs> poetry contest. No. State statewide. So what happened is in what our elementary Where school. Where did you go wrong? You know, look, the <laughs> I mean, the poetry life is hard. Uh, no, I wrote. We all wrote poems <laughs> in class, and my teacher thought it was so good for like a third grader that she sent it into like a state thing. And they had a contest, and I got first. Do you have the poem still? Somewhere at my mom's house. It was about sledding. I need to read that poem. It was a poem, poem about sledding. I'll, I'll get my hands on it, and we'll get it, because I want a state thing. I still have the certificate, <laughs> the photos, and everything. So uh, poetry champion over here. Okay. And last but not least, you're, you're two for two here. So this one... No, I, I missed the last one. Sorry, yeah, 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 you're, you're one for yeah. two. This is going to decide if you end up uh, a winner or a loser. Okay. Uh, saved from certain death three times. Certain death. Yes. The three times is too specific. So I'm gonna go true. It is true. Okay. Yes. I've been. My mom has saved my life three times by when I was choking with the Heimlich maneuver. You were. It was three separate choking. Occasions. Three separate across. Oh, we're talking about a span of like eight years. And when I was younger, and we ended up finding out that I have a medical condition. It's not just that I was like being crazy and trying to, you know, like. Uh, chow down giant bites of food. <laughs> chewing your food. But when I was once when I was four, once when I was like nine, and then another time when I was thirteen, wow. uh, and, and all three times I was legitimately choking, could not breathe at all. It's not like how you see it on TV where they're coughing. It's yeah. just there's nothing there. And my mom was there all three times, gave me the Heimlich and saved my life. Dude, three that, times. that's scary. Yeah. Well, good good job on you. You got two out of three. Hey, there you go. Poetry contest. Two out of three. Poetry. That's a winner. That's right. All right. Uh, that's it for uh, this week's show, this month's show, really. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at CFB underscore pod. Like we said, the email, if you want to write in and get us questions, tailgate at woosmedia.com. Subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, wherever. Tell your friends. And uh, we'll be back in about a month, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs>